swag And welcome to another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming back one more time. Let's jump right into the download. Now, Microsoft has been a bit uh, tepid when it comes to the game releases, at least last year in 2022. This year, they are looking to change those fortunes that output with really cranking out some hits. So this past week, they had a developer direct where they showcase a bunch of titles, including the new Forza Motorsports, um, Elder Scrolls Online, as well as Redfall. But then there was another game from Tango Gameworks that they debuted. And this game is called High Five Rush. And it looks very much like it stepped right out of a Saturday morning cartoon. And surprisingly enough, it dropped that day so they shadow dropped it and i've been playing it and it's absolutely amazing so hi-fi rush is a rhythmic adventure game from tango gameworks which is part of bethesda uh you play as a wannabe rock star chai and you're a victim of a weird corporate experiment that's left you able to sense the rhythm of the world the beat of the world as part of the game's soundtrack now it is very much a rhythmic based action platformer i'd say it's very much like a uh, if you cross jet grind radio with devil may cry and i think it's absolutely shot in the arm or at least the first shot the first salvo of a new first party title that microsoft needs uh, this year it is absolutely it's a great game from what i played so far but it's one of those games where it's it's accessible to so many different types of gamers but i think also just with the world that they built in this game it is something that could spawn sequels but also spawn other multimedia properties as well anime movies comic books i think this is something that microsoft could really turn into a franchise if it is as successful as it is as i think it could be so i'm really high on hi-fi rush of course it's a microsoft first party title so if you have game pass go ahead and download it it's also you can get it on your pc uh pc game Game Pass or just buy it right, right on Steam. It's very affordable at the price of $29.99. So I definitely recommend Hi-Fi Rush. It's a game that I'm playing right now and I'm definitely enjoying it. Next up, let's get into the short takes now. One of the movies that's a really big tentpole event that's based on a very popular franchise is Dungeons and Dragons honor among thieves and they released the newest trailer and if you don't know this is starring chris pine as the lead uh, the newest trailer dropped and i have to say i am still not feeling it it doesn't wow me i think honestly because we've gotten so many movies and shows inspired by dungeons and dragons over the pretty much my whole entire life and then of course that one dungeons and dragons movie back in was like 2000 2001 with marlon wins yes that's a weird one i don't know it's just the theme of it that there is something about it that just doesn't grab me it it comes off as very generic in the way that is being delivered uh, via trailer at the moment it does a very good job of of hitting all of those points that you expect from dnd and that's cool it's just something about the overall tone with the way they're presenting it that 
is just not vibing with me and i don't know what it is i don't know maybe if there's another trailer that comes out before the movie release and i forget exactly when it comes out maybe my mind will change but right now this is this is one i'll definitely wait for when it comes out on paramount plus since it's a paramount picture i wait for it to come out on paramount plus this is not something i would rush out to the theater to see as of right now i just it doesn't appeal to me now let's talk about a trailer that unlike dungeons and dragons the second trailer is the one that really hooked me in and that is shazam fury of the gods now i am a fan of the first shazam movie i think that was probably one of the best movies of the dceu in my opinion uh, i have always been a fan of zachary levi all the way back to the chuck days he's just he's a fun actor to watch and he's someone who whom if you know pours himself into a role and is having fun in the role and i can tell he's doing that with shazam well the first trailer for this movie was was okay the second one though that one that knocked that bad boy out of the park this is a movie that i want to see i want to see the showdown with the daughters of olympus i think uh with um helen mirror and lucy lou which again as two female villains especially with the let's be frank helen mirror is old lucy lou is older aging those are not two age groups that you see as the main villain of a quote-unquote superhero movie i'm excited for that demographic shift right there i'm also looking forward to see how see how it works out because they look to be a lot of drama in this film based on the trailer which you would not have gotten before a lot of growing up of Billy Batson as Billy Batson and Shazam and we're not just talking about physicality we're talking about growth becoming a man it seems to be more of an allegory of that boy becoming the man instead of the boy inhabiting the body of the man so I'm looking forward to that as well that's why Shazam Fear of the Gods is definitely one of the ones I want to see opening weekend next up is a movie that I just happened to stumble upon the trailer for online a few days ago and it is We Have It Ghost and it's actually a movie that is dropping on Netflix and what caught me was when I saw the little preview for it I saw Anthony Mack and I'm like oh a new Anthony Mackie movie okay let me click on it. that means it's not going to be half bad in my opinion oh Netflix okay so We Have a Ghost it's about finding a ghost named Ernest haunting their new house or well, a family uh, finds a ghost named Ernest haunting their new house and it turns Kevin's house and his family into overnight social media sensations. But when Kevin and Ernest investigate the mystery of Ernest's past, they become a target of the CIA. And this movie just came across as being so different. Like the twist that it took just in the trailer made me just very interested and wanted to see it. And then the cast is impeccable. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in there. Anthony Mackie. Tig Notaro. Faith Ford. And David Harbour is playing the ghost Ernest. And just what I saw there, especially with Niles Fitch who's playing Fulton. I am looking forward to seeing this movie when it drops on Netflix. It looks like it's going to be fun. And more importantly, it looks different than a lot of the things that netflix usually puts out and the story itself seems very different it's it's some drama there it's some sort of intrigue there's definitely some comedy there with a pseudo ghostbusters group from the cia trying to capture Ernest. it was very interesting and i'm very much looking forward to when this drops and i believe it's dropping sometime soon if i just saw the trailer for it usually netflix does not drop trailers for movies that release more than a month out so i'm assuming to be available within about a month at the 
the time of the recording and release of this podcast. So that's it for our short takes this week. Let's get into something that I spent quite a long time this past Saturday doing. That's watching wrestling, particularly the Royal Rumble. And I have to say that, one, it was long man goodness for only having two excuse me three real matches on the card it was long we started off with the men's royal rumble let me tell you in my opinion i think that's one of the best book men's rumbles in a long time all of the stories that they were able to tell in that match were amazing from the brock lesnar bobby Lashley feud. Uh, you got Seth and Cody. You had Logan Paul show back up. You had that insane spot with Logan and Ricochet. It was even down to the end. And again, most of us knew Cody was going to win. It made sense. But they made it good for him and Gunta to be at the end. I have so much love and respect for Gunther Walter and what he is doing in the ring. And and the character that he is portraying he is someone whom that is he's going to be champion one day like soon in the next two to three years there is no reason for them not to put the belt on him one of the belts on him once they break it apart gunta is absolutely amazing imperium's amazing and i this is the thing can gunta have a bad match with anybody can cody really have a bad match with anybody cody i don't know what it is about him in aew or maybe it's him being in wb he has something to prove but yeah he's been in limited matches since he's been back because of that injury but Cody's delivered night after night and I can't say that the character who he was compelled me in AEW like he is in WWE and there's nothing to do with the booking it has to do with him um even his in-ring work is better in my opinion so I am I don't know what happened there but I definitely see a difference in what Cody is doing but more importantly just the match itself from beginning to to end I thought was executed so well um, from the Judgment Day coming in and then Edge coming out and then brawling like that was just the storytelling all throughout the match was just impeccable in my opinion so I really want to give hats off to WWE Creative as far as that is concerned. Uh, after that, I believe we had the Bianca Belair, and I forget her name match. Let me be frank with you. I wasn't interested in this. I love Bianca Belair, but I just was not interested in this match. I literally, I was on a delay when I was watching. I fast forward through this match. Then we had the Pitch Black match. I don't know. They're the Bray Wyatt thing. First of all, I was mad because L.A. Knight didn't get a chance to do his entrance. I think that was more so for time. I was mad at that. I, I love me some L.A. Knight, Eli Drake. Uh, yeah, dummy. Yeah, I love him. I've always loved him. I've loved him in Impact. I love him in NWA. I love him in NXT. I love him now on SmackDown. And he's one of the highlights of SmackDown as far as I'm concerned. This Bray Wyatt story, it's the slow burn is killing me. It really is. And I'm going to see it through because I have faith in what they're doing. But this ultra slow burn is killing me as far as my interest in this storyline. Uh, they got me back when they brought back to Firefly Funhouse. Uh, this pitch black match, it was short. It was okay. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't horrible either. Uh, but it was a gimmick match. There was nothing to write home about. It was just the end with Uncle Howdy jumping off of the stage into LA Knight and the flames erupting and then you see the rest of the Wyatt Six up there in the Raptors looking on like that was 
some creepy mess. Like that was the highlight of the match, not even the match itself. Because the match went on or ended way too quickly as far as I'm concerned. But I'm pretty sure that was a lot with time because I felt like that men's Royal Rumble went on for a very long. I mean, I think the match itself was like an hour and a half plus. So I have a feeling that ate up some of the time and they were trying to get some back for the women's Royal Rumble. That one was not as good as the men's. I, I think the outcome was was good. I liked the way it ended. But I think as far as the storytelling aspect is concerned, it was very scattershot. You, you had some really good storytelling in the ring when Damage Control was in and the various feuds that was have been associated with them over the past few months. But once Damage Control was eliminated, there was nothing. The weirdest omission for me is Beth Phoenix. Way back in the Men's Rumble, when you had Edge come out and Edge eliminated uh, both Finn and Damian Priest. Yes, Rey Mysterio is one, not Rey, um, Dominic Mysterio is one of the last men in the Royal Rumble, which is really weird. But they were brawling on the outside after they all were eliminated. And then Rhea came out and attacked Edge. But then Beth Phoenix came out and speared Rhea. Great. You would assume that Beth is going to show up in the women's rumble she did not show up they got michelle mccool to come out from the damn crowd don't get me wrong michelle mccool looks great but that's there was no story there there was no reason to have her there you should have realistically you should have beth in to be one of the final ones to tangle against rear because of what's been going on in that whole storyline that they've been having with the judgment day and the back and forth there. That would have made sense. Instead of having Rhea and Asuka and, oh, what's her name? I forget. I forget a little short, little blonde girl. I forget her name. I don't know. Uh, Gia, her real name is Gia something. Anyway, um, whom I love as a wrestler. She's, her championship run sucked. I don't know. It's just something about, she's a great worker. It's just something about her that just does not compare when she's in the ring with Asuka and Rhea, particularly Asuka. And I think Asuka, Asuka, they're trying to get her back to what she was in NXT because she came out in new face paint. From what I understand, it's more akin to the Kana, uh, Kana, Kana persona in Japan. And I'm looking forward to that because I missed that Asuka so much. But there was just a lack of coherence. There was a lack of storytelling in the Women's Rumble. And that was my biggest disappointment about that. The action was cool. Um, not as many spots as the men's overall. It was okay. Rhea was the one that they said would win. She won. I liked the finish. It was different, but she won. And now that sets up either her versus Charlotte or her versus Bianca Belair. And I feel like, haven't we seen her wrestle Charlotte? Didn't she lose the NXT belt to Charlotte? So she might go up to Charlotte for some redemption for that. But I don't know, Charlotte just came back. Are they really going to take the belt off Charlotte that quickly at WrestleMania? Uh, same with um, and with Bianca. I don't know if her title run has really been that spectacular right now. So they may take it off of her. I don't know. Um, and then we had the main event, uh, Roman versus Kevin Owens. And, and let me be frank, the match itself was good but we all know if you've been on the internet the end the end of that match the storytelling was sammy turning on roman then him getting decimated but then jay leaving and turning his back on like the storytelling the drama i was like that was that was that was the best part of the whole show i have i have never seen a pay-per-view in that well in years and the way that this bloodline storyline is going is just it's just a master class in long 
long-term storytelling. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I am. Now I know the Bloodline stuff started when Vince was still in charge. I get you. But with Triple H being in charge of creative, I want to tune in every week. I want to, and I'm talking about most of the storylines I care about. Now the sad thing about it, this is the biggest thing with WWE. They have a very big problem with their women's division. There are no really good storylines going on with the women's division except for Alexa Bliss. And that's then still tied to Bray Wyatt and Damage Control. That is it. I could care less about any other female wrestler from the context of story is concerned. That's a big issue that they're having, in my opinion. And honestly, I think part of that is a drawback of the success of the bloodline. You you have something that draws ratings, ratings that draws eyeballs, so you give it more time. As a result, there's less time for everything else, especially the women. So I think that's something that WWE needs to find a way to rectify because, in my opinion, it was very clear in the Royal Rumble that the women just are taking a backseat to the overall main storylines in the men. The only woman that's really shining, like shining storyline-wise, is Rhea. And then Damage Control. But even then, that's more of the faction, not so much of their feuding against any particular people. Mia Yim came in, Meechan, she came in. Now, because of any, she's kind of out there in the mix. They keep teasing Sanity with Nikki Cross, which would be absolutely amazing. So we'll see how that happens. They're teasing so many things, but nobody has a cohesive storyline. Then you have the whole Lacey Evans is now a female Sergeant Slaughter, which makes sense for her background. But still, it's it's funny and it sucks, but it works as a heel. So I can't really complain about that one. But yeah, but WWE has a really big problem with their women. And I think that with the lack of star power from Sasha Banks, I, I think they've really dropped the ball because they don't. You got Charlotte. You have the man. Bianca's Bianca's great. She's not a star yet. I hate to say that. She's not. They don't have any stars in the women's division. Even Ronda, Ronda's, Ronda's booking was okay before she lost the belt. But the way she lost the belt sucked. It really didn't do well for her. They have neutered Shayna Baszler. She could have been... I mean, she used to be an animal, and now they try to get her back to that with Ronda, but then she's coming up being Ronda's henchwoman. So yeah, they have to go back to the drawing board with the women's division, and I hope they could correct it soon, especially if they are reinvigorating Asuka. Uh, but again, that's Asuka's not one on the mic, so I don't know. We'll see. But I have hope in uh, Triple H. I trust with regards to the creative and the story. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have the long-awaited trailer with Star Trek Picard Season 3. Let's trek out with Star Trek Picard Season 3. Now, the trailer dropped as of today at the time of recording, and I will say I was impressed. I'm looking forward to it, but again, with the way I feel burned by Picard Season 1 and Season 2, with regards to the trailers look really really good i was really excited and you get to the seasons like what the f is this mess like it was a convoluted cf both seasons and i'm hoping they don't do this with you have a return of the next generation cast and even brent spiner who's now playing lore and not data because you know data died officially in the first two seasons of picard also with the return of moriarty and i'm i'm very much looking forward to that story as well as this new villain and there are uh denise crosby supposed to be there as well there are some rumors that she's actually tasha yar which i don't know how that is flipping possible because she died died dead dead or she is going to be her romulan daughter and i thought she died too so i i don't know who she's supposed to be but there's if they bring her back as tasha yar i'm going to be upset with that because i just think that we're playing stupid i think they have a better way of understanding what's 
me a better way of explaining her as her Romulan daughter returning than as Tasha Yar, personally speaking. But, you know, I'm not a writer. I'm not writing shows. I'm just a viewer with my Paramount Plus, and I'll be watching when it drops on February 16th. Now, let's talk about fragrance. This week for our fragrance of the week, we are looking at the newest release from Savoir Faire and is from their public offerings collection and it is Ebony Essence. It currently sells as an EDP concentration in a 50 milliliter volume for the price of $72. It includes notes of musk, jasmine, amber, peony, lotus, bergamot, ginger, and lavender. It is described as ebony essence represents the varying complexities of love, the sensuality, comfort, and refreshing warmth of this perfume are due to the careful blend of florals and musk. Made for men and women, Emony Essence has less of a masculine skew than some of our other fragrances, but will smell wonderful on those who love Soul Cafe, Ascension, and our currently discontinued signature. Now, this is one that I am looking forward to smelling. If you remember few weeks ago when i talked about uh camille uh no it wasn't camille might have been camille anyway from um one of the ones from kirk elliott where i felt like it was a very much a straight up unisex fragrance this one gives me vibes of that as well especially with the note breakdown and just from the original savoir faire as well as the san santo and sage i am very much a fan of the house i have never been disappointed with any of the fragrances i've had the opportunity to smell from them so i am pretty sure ebony essence will be one to remember just like all of the other fragrances now that's something i'm looking forward to what am i wearing today surprisingly i'm wearing something that is uh classic something that is well known and something that is well no one really wears anymore and it is none other than old spice yes siree i picked out old spice today because there are some people in my life that actually like it when i wear it so i wore it for them if you're not familiar with old spice definitely check it out it's one that you can find at your local retailer tailor make sure you get the actual cologne spray not the aftershave there is a difference um i found this bottle at walmart uh it usually runs for about you're gonna pay less than eight bucks i, I think it's like less than seven but i've had this bottle for like a year or two so because of inflation it may be around eight dollars now who knows but that's what i'm wearing today old spice now i know that you take your time out to listen to the podcast and i really really appreciate the love and support that all the listeners give but there are also other ways to support if you are so inclined uh one is to become a producer via patreon we have three tiers associate producer producer and then executive producer at the one three and five dollar marks and each one of those have special per 
perks that are only going to be available for those tiers. Uh, then we also, if you're looking to purchase uh, hair care products, but particularly I'm talking about the colognes because that's what I'm a fan of. That's what I think that are really good value. And that's Pete and Pedro. I've talked about Villain. I purchased Villain with my own money. No kickbacks from the company as far as that's concerned. No discounts. I paid the $49 for that 50 ml. And it is a fragrance that I absolutely love. It's great for the winter. And I am recommending that if you're looking for fragrances and you aren't trying to break the bank, definitely check out the line from Pete and Pedro. Their line of five colognes are or fragrances are inspired by well-known designers. So you can definitely get a lot more bang for your buck. And using the code EHAWKS10 or the link in the show notes, you can get 10% off your first purchase. And then one of the things I really hate about energy drinks now is that they're very much like soda. You have a lot of different ones now, but there are more and more that are specifically geared toward those that are a bit more health conscious, those that are a bit more uh, want to know what's going to their bodies and what's more of a, a natural sort of energy. Now, this one isn't totally natural, but it's it's no rock star, I put it that way. And this is W Energy Drink. And you can get 10% off your first purchase by using the code WebsterMan in checkout or at checkout and you can or you can use the link in the show notes as well now you can find me a whole lot of places on the web and starting this week there's a brand new place to find me you heard me talk about the royal rumble and you've heard me talk about wrestling on this podcast over the years well i'm branching out with my man kuya p and sean mangold of over at the nrw and we've launched the new podcast K Faby Baby, the NRW Ring Generals podcast. So you get your weekly take on wrestling from us every week over at the NRW, as well as, of course, I'm still going to be with my man Brian Sav talking about this week's releases in gaming over at the NRW Checkpoint. Make sure you find me on socials at Instagram or on Instagram, Sotorian Geek and Webster Style, Twitter at Webster Style, TikTok at underscore Webster Style, and of course, find anything and everything is Webster Style at Webster.com, and of course, drop us an email, info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your listening ear, and of course, remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. It was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I million them hills killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the up in the workplace Must I remind you It was till on your birthday Don't get me wrong I think we killed In the birthdays And you picked The hell of fit For the church day Let's say you picked The risk game for it Now you got the floor Filled with bras At your purchase Pick a color scheme That can match The berry corset Get the berry cream 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 so take it up and let me see what's under them scenes Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes Let's see what it seems 
If it is what it seems. Do it again. Not, chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. No menthol. Smoking hot, rocking this pen. So thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stint. So pimp. No lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. Head stroke, mental. Plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell if it ain't crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lip smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back. Kinda funny, can you tell me what's the price I got the range Rover? Hang on me, when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. And the one girl should fit it out in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. And the one girl. on the floor pal and no one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it off and let me see what's under them scenes oh you want to oh i completely read that wrong